Welcome to the best of the Tim Fowler Show. Season five will begin on September 21st with a live recording at the Remodeler Summit. Until then, enjoy our best of the Tim Fowler Show series. Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about the Zero Punch List with the help of special guest, Mike Volichuk of Hearst Design Build Remodel in Westlake, Ohio. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host, Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everyone, Tim Fowler here and welcome to another exciting episode of the Tim Fowler Show. So today we're talking about zero punch list again. Okay, so in our very first episode, I believe it was our very first episode, uh, back on March 13, 2018, we talked with Mike Barkhouse about the zero punch list. And I remember very clearly commenting then about how previous to nowadays, I had heard somebody say something about zero punch list and I just laughed because it was so ingrained in me that there was going to be uh, a punch list. So a lot of listeners have commented about that episode. I've mentioned it to a lot of people. And I, uh, what I understand though, is every company is a little bit different. And so we wanted to uh, tap into another company that is working on this, that's making this happen and find out uh, how they've been able to do this. Uh, One of the great resources that I have uh, for these podcasts, and I think people realize this, is the production managers that are part of our roundtable program uh, through Remodelers Advantage. And so I've reached out. uh, We've gotten one of our production managers on uh, today. The thing about punch list is that it is so ingrained in the American psyche that it's just hard to get it out. And, and I was thinking about this again, I, many of you have heard me use the illustration about buying a new car and how the salesperson didn't hand me a roll of blue tape and you know say, hey, find everything that's wrong with the car and we'll fix it. But what I also got to thinking about it for this show. And you know, the only other time that we buy anything and somebody does this like, fault inspection is a house. I mean, there's no other industry that says, you know, find what's wrong and I'll fix it before you buy it. It's only in the housing world. And and if you've bought a new house, you probably paid for an inspector to come in and, you know, find all those little things that are wrong. And, and you know, and I guess that's a good thing, but as we're talking about it for the remodeling world, not so much. So, I'm really hoping that we'll get some more insights here, a little bit different view of this zero punch. And so, Steve, let's go ahead and get started. Great. So happy to welcome Mike Volichuk. He's the production manager for Hearst Design Build Remodel in Westlake, Ohio. He's been with the company since 2008. He was hired as a carpenter, quickly became a lead carpenter, and then on to the project manager. And when the company shifted gears to the project management system, he became the production manager. 
Prior to coming on board as a Hearst team member, he worked as a trade partner, and Mike is pretty sure that he was recruited back then. <laughs> Mike is a certified lead carpenter, CLC, and a certified remodeler, CR. He has helped create some of the systems and processes they are using today in the production world from PM and LC reporting, training, and team environment. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate the uh, the invite on this. First time doing it, so uh, but a big fan of the show. Oh, well, good. Glad to hear that. So we're really excited to have you on. I, I, one of the things I, I kind of missed in the introduction was, uh, and I, I joke about this, but you made the mistake in one of our meetings this fall saying something about zero punch. And of course, right. what did I say? I got to have him on the show. Got to right? have him on. That's right. You got to you got to be careful about what you say around me and uh but it's it's uh it's great to have you on. So tell us a little bit more about Hearst and and the style of production. There was a mention in the intro that you've shifted gears on on production. So give us just a little bit of a picture of of what your company's like. Yeah, so again, uh Pat and Dan Hearst created uh Hearst at that time was first construction, you know, but uh, we've been here now 23 years. So through those two decades plus, we've changed our style a little bit. So getting to that originally when I was hired, we were a Lee Carpenter role, right? That was the predominant style, you know, back in the early 2000s and probably prior to that. Um, you know, as that a few years went on, we looked at uh, the project management style, because we were actually transitioning into that, whether we purposely were calling that or not, with the amount of jobs that the lead carpenters at the time were running, you know, and I was one of them. We were running quite a few jobs. So through the uh, the transition from the project management into the tra uh, project management role, um, you know, we've identified some really key things that were super helpful for us, understanding though some of the lead carpenter positives, you know, we still needed to kind of uh, hold on to. So, you know, today we are actually a hybrid system. We actually have uh, two project managers and three lead carpenters uh, that do similar things, but they are different, right? Your project manager is running, you know, three to five jobs, depending on the size and scope, right? And then the lead carpenters are, you know, predominantly running one and two, and they are physically on site performing the tasks you know, each day, um, which has been proven, again, can't get away from that Lee Carpenter role because you know, <laughs> the, the, the relationships that are built between that individual and the homeowners, it's just off the charts. It really just is. Yeah, back, um, back early 2000s, there was this big debate going on. Is it lead carpenter or is it production project manager? And people just miss the idea that, hey, probably a, a good mix real and I think we've gotten to that finally where some companies do straight lead and some do straight project management but then there are a lot of companies I've seen recently that do this this hybrid because of the kind of work they do and the volume that they do I think is part of the the challenges that they have so the zero punch thing what where were you before you started thinking about zero punch? Just give us a quick snapshot. Uh, so maybe, maybe we can all identify with you a little bit more if we know where you were before you started pushing for this zero punch. Sure, Tim. So zero punch, right? It's that, that term that everyone whispers, right? Zero punch. It's like the, <laughs> it's the mystical unicorn, 
We all, we all talk about it. We all want it to happen, but we really just kept falling short of that, you know? Um, and this was even when I was just a carpenter, when I was first hired, even through the transition from lead to project management roles, it, it's something we've always discussed, but we've never really said, okay, let's focus on this and how do we do it as a company? Um, until, you know, really, uh, I want to say a few years back, maybe four years, um, we decided uh, to make this a focus point or back when what really, really catapulted this off is uh, uh, four disciplines of execution. We as a management group here between, you know, uh, Pat and Dan, the owners and the management team, we actually read that and uh, okay. it was something that I presented to the production staff. Cool. So, so the, 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 the four DX, I think is what people tend to refer that to in short. So that was the thing that kind of got you focused in on this idea and got everybody's um, uh, brains looking at how does, how do you make this happen? Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, once the management team kind of read this book or however we, you know, I was an audio person, so I, I listened right. to it. Um, I, I ultimately created a cliff note version of it, right? And I presented this to my project managers and me carpenters at the time, literally went through the entire book, shortened version, um, and had pictures and everything. It was pretty wild wow. and really opened their eyes to this. And at that moment, it, was, it wasn't planned upon. It was a natural thing. We just started brainstorming wigs as the 4dx would call it for our group and what we should focus on it was it was really powerful for me to see that moment happen as i was kind of downloading this great book that i just finished and wanted to try to use those tendencies within our department well the company's going to do too but specifically our department it was pretty awesome so so if i'm understanding this right you you just kind of threw out to your crew like like, what should we work on? And then the group thought, the group think is what psychologists would call it, came down to let's work on zero punch. Is that what I'm hearing? That's what you're hearing. I mean, oh, granted, the brainstorm part, there was a lot of things thrown out. Um, but as, you know, with the 4DX, you know, mantra, it's like, what is the one thing that moved the needle the most that will have the greatest impact, Right. And we actually zeroed it down to about three or four things. And at that point, we were really happy with it. So went to the next step, presented it to the rest of the uh, production team as, as, a, as a whole. And we discussed it openly. And ultimately, the zero punch became our wig that year. And then from there, it, you know, it kind of, it just, it blossomed. Granted, we've changed some things since that first attempt. Um, but it was pretty cool. It was a team decision that, and I had instant buy-in at that point. So just so everybody, probably not everybody's read the book, WIG stands for what? Wildly important goals. Okay. So wildly important goals is what, what, what the WIG is. Okay. So now this is cool. So this is just an amazing, because so many companies are trying to do this top down. Hey, you have to do this. You have to do this. And this is such a cool thing to have it come from the group. And I, I'm, just, I, I'm just so excited to hear that. So, all right. So you say, this is our goal. This is our wildly important goal. 
what it, what did you do first with that? What, what kind of steps did you take to actually start hitting this goal? Cause we all know everybody listening, everybody on this call recording here, we know that we set goals and then they drop, you know, and so it, and they don't become reality. So what did you do first? What, what steps did you take? So first we, well, we had to look at it two ways and it's the same two ways as any production staff out there, right? We have the in progress and then the completion. So we had to look at that. How can we uh, keep, you know, this zero punch through both, right? One through something and one to actually achieve something. Um, you know, again, so, you know, we brainstormed and this wasn't a collective team thing. This was more myself and basically the, uh, I, what I call my, the, the mini team, just basically the project um, managers and the carpenters. So we kind of were breaking down like, okay, how can we monitor these two things, right? So the first was the in-progress part. Um, and something here at Hearst that we've been doing for a very long time, it's called a production department report, right? So that's something I maintain. And it's basically, I report to the company, the statuses of where we're at in, in progress. So basically we just added that moment in that to keep that visual cue in front of us. And it's basic yes or no, you know, through the in progress. And that comes from the project managers and the carpenters um, each week, you know, uh, they report to me on the status of their project. Is their schedule updated? you know, uh, things of that sort. And that's how we determine during in progress if we're hitting zero punch or not. So that was the original thought process at that moment. Now with the completion, it was just simple. Are we winning or losing? Do we <laughs> complete the project at zero punch or not, right? It was very simple. And that hasn't changed. It should be that simple. Um, but along the way in the 4DX, you know, um, keeping with that theme, we have a scoreboard you know, uh, which we created and we use today. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. You know, everyone can see it, you know, especially when obviously when they're here at the office, but it's, it's, it's bold, it's big, it's out there, you know? Um, and, you know, it's something that we're really proud of on the production staff. Because the big thing ultimately guys, when we do get zero punch at the end of the project, we ring a bell and we <laughs> ring it so loud that the entire company can hear it. So if there's meetings going on and they hear that bell, they know what that means. Okay, so let's go back, go back to that in progress thing, because I, again, I, you probably heard me say it on the podcast. I hear the audience out there going like, wait a minute, aren't the punch list things the things that nobody saw during the rest of the job? So how do you, and I think this is a key point to zero punch is the pro progression, the in progress stuff. So I want you to clarify, how do you know that you really have caught everything in progress. In other words, when a, prog a pro pro project manager comes in and says, yeah, we're on track for zero punch, how do you know that? Okay, so there is some technical, but there's also a belief as well. It's, it's kind of the two. Um, how we assist that today, um, we actually put milestones within our schedule. And they actually, those milestones help with the quality control aspect as well. And where we put those are after mechanicals, before uh, insulation, uh, right before painting is going to start, 
and then about a week and a half before the project's going to be completed. So we have those three moments specifically where I'm actually going to be involved with helping to make sure, even if it's the belief part is good at one moment, we, no matter what, we're going to be at zero punch before we move on to that next set of phases, which in that case, the first one would be insulation, drywall, and so on. And then the painting one, make sure that the millwork, drywall, all that's ready for that next set of phases, right? And, and we found that by doing this, it really has minimized to some projects pending, almost eliminated the, yeah, what about this moment at the end of the project, which has been really cool. Yeah, that, that's, that's really significant. I, and I, I love the milestone idea. I've been really pushing it with scheduling because a lot of people don't, don't do milestones, really. They kind of, anyway, but so that's a great idea. But I, maybe, maybe the key to it is that second set of eyes, too, that helps uh, with you, particularly in this case, visiting the job site. Is that part of that? It, it, it does. Um, it absolutely does. Um, because again, when you're in it, you're so in it, sometimes you're not seeing some of those smaller details. So the second set of eyes is definitely helpful, especially when you get more into the finishes because right. it can very easily just gloss over. Um, but you know, uh, the, the schedule thing is purposeful because it's transparent to the homeowner. So they see it in their schedule too. And they, they're like, Oh, great. We got this moment happening, you know, and, and we, we invite them when we get to the end of the project to be a part of that process as well. Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. Join us September 21st and 22nd for the annual Remodeler Summit at Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center, just outside D.C. This year's theme... Homecoming, the art of building a remarkable culture. Because culture eats strategy for breakfast. Featuring two-time best-selling author Deanne Turner, Joe Cursillo, the mind shark, and Hannah Pryor, the secret weapon for impossible change. Plus 40 visionary speakers, 36 high-octane workshops, four education tracks, and of course, our legendary welcome party. Are you ready for homecoming? Visit remodelersummit.com to learn more. So, Mike, I have a quick question. I, well, I have two. Um, so you're going through this with the client, and I'm always really uh, kind of fascinated with how people define their quality to their staff. So how do you go, um, I guess, work with the client and work with clients that are more particular than others so things aren't kind of you know, defined by them and not you? So it's a great question. I'll keep this as short as, <laughs> as possible. So um, our process is actually um, illustrated to them right from the beginning in the sales process, right? But if we fast forward a little bit, when we get to the production, you know, when we have our pre-construction meeting before the project starts with, with the client, we actually really introduce the idea of the zero punch in, in quality process, right? Um, we don't go into depth, but we, we do discuss it and say, as we get closer to the project, we will start rolling out what that looks like and, and have, you know, invite you as part of that process. So getting to part of your question, 
um, again, the transparency with those milestones in the schedule, they're already seeing like, okay, they have a QC moment scheduled. So they know something's going to happen. And those that are particular, as you called it, um, you know, sometimes they'll invite themselves, which is okay. You know, we're not going to shy around it. If they, if they see something up to that point and want to make sure that it was discussed, because usually if I'm on site, it's another person they can talk to, you know, within the group. And, 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 we're, and that's okay for us. We're like, absolutely. And we'll make sure we have it. We don't necessarily have a paper list, right? We do everything digital. <laughs> so um, we'll just add that to what we call the punch list as everyone calls it, right? But we call it more uh, in progress uh, list of items or basically in, pro in progress tasks. So, um, and really at the end, that's where they can actually when they're, you know, when they come onto that last uh, particular meeting, it's actually held with the project manager, Lee Carpenter, and invite the homeowner into the space. And yes, that's where you might see the quote unquote, Tim, the blue tape at times. At times, we really have gone away with that because it's an actual walkthrough of everything. So at that moment, we're having an open discussion and what those things are, and we will discuss, is it acceptable, not acceptable? Yes, this will be corrected and why? And, you know, and how it, and all that stuff. And we'll look at the schedule at that point together as well. So you mentioned really early on in the conversation that the whole company embraced zero punch. And then you just said, you know, sales does this. And now let's talk about production. Go back to what sales does, because I, I do believe me personally, it has to be a whole team philosophy. Otherwise it, it fails if it's only production. So how, how does sales get engaged in this process of zero punch? Yeah, so we, you know, it's not necessarily called zero punch in the sales phase. It's called right. substantial completion, okay? And they will literally, as they're going through their construction agreement and or conversations, you know, that it's actually that initial moment is brought up then. We have a process like, like you've done to this point. This is, and they'll do an overview. This is what it will look like. You know, and when production, when we're in production, then it will be, you know, at that point, uh, unveiled more in detail with you uh, specifically. So, you know, again, it's called substantial completion. And, you know, really, is we try to get away with the word punch. Or right. Anything. So, you know, we call it substantial completion or substantial completion, things of that sort. So they're essentially setting the expectation sure. that you can actually fulfill. Yep. And so there's a, they're, they're setting that expectation for, for the client. So let's, so go back to four years ago, you, you had this epiphany, the company as a whole has this epiphany. Uh, I've got to believe that the first six or eight jobs didn't end up with zero punch. Um, how did you keep people's spirits up? How did you keep people encouraged? Because there's nothing like defeat to get people to say, you know what, this can't be done, right? <laughs> and and I can, again, I can just see that like, come on, Mike, you know, it was a great idea, but we haven't found the unicorn yet. So how did you keep people engaged in this so that it became part of your process? Sure, well, let's be honest, right? Myself and probably those that will be listening to this, understand the concept where they have had the entire truck offloaded in the house and is performing every phase at upon the day you're supposed to complete the project, right? Um, I know we've encountered that 
far more than I would like to agree or admit to. Let's just put it that way. Right. So getting to your question, it, it, it had to start with little victories, right? Um, little victories were things such as, you know, as we are working through this, maybe that quote unquote crunch thing was more drywall and paint related versus all of a sudden we're still doing millwork and plumbing and things of that sort, right? To the point where we actually completed a job with zero punch and we rang that bell. I promise you that bell, <laughs> man, when you hear it, people are like, that's right. That's right. Hell yeah. You know, okay. and the more times you hear that, it's, it, it, like I said, it's a, it's a natural thing that just grabs hold to, to individuals. Like that's all they want to hear. They don't want to see, you know, oh, we got to go back for this reason or wh whatever the case might be. You know, they want to hear that bell. So it was small victories at first, just a list that all of a sudden was half the list, right? To was a couple things to, you know, hearing that bell for the first time and then just working off of that. Yeah. So um, any kind of thought as to how the clients, I, you know, we, we spent a lot of time trying to build raving fans, you know, excited clients, all those kinds of things. Do you have any kind of a sense of how this is playing with your clients and how they uh, project it to potential clients? I, I mean, I don't even know if you have that kind of information or not, but it just seems like if you're doing this with your clients, they've got to be talking about it to somebody because well, it's such absolutely. an unusual thing. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. So with that, you know, now that we've been doing it a couple of years and we've been tweaking it along the way, um, you know, a lot of our business is referrals, right? Yeah. And one of the things we will hear in pre-con at times will be like, so I hear you guys got a bell, huh? You know, which, you know, cause we talk about it again, we're very transparent, you know, and, and with our clients because we want to build that relationship that will not only, that is great during that experience, but maintain it years down the road. Right. Um, so there is some uh, tangible, we're seeing it now, some of those tangible things where people will bring it up and they're actually looking forward to, the substantial walkthrough moment where they're actually physically in the site with our project managers and Lee Carpenters. That's, that's so, that is so, so cool. So um, how's the team feel about it? I'll tell you that they want to hear the bell. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. what about the bell? So let me, let me ask you this. So a lot of times um, companies get something going and it's, it's very successful. It works really well. And they, they kind of drift. They kind of get the, you know, um, wow, this is really working well. Let's work on, uh, you know, better change orders. And all of a sudden, change orders are, are the main focus. And the, the, it, it, you regress a little bit. And it's one of the things that keeps consultants in business, by the way, <laughs> is regression. Uh, but how... How are you as the production manager in charge of that department? What are you doing and your project managers to keep this as a, uh, a locked in process? How are you going to keep it going for the next five years, 10 years, so that it, you don't drift away from it and all of a sudden find yourselves with 20 items on that last day? Sure. Uh, for us, we're, we've been fortunate, you know, a lot of the team that was here four years ago are still currently here. So they understand uh, that buy-in part because they were part of that process. 
you know, since then we have had new faces. So it's getting them in the fold, right? So as, as you add new people to the mix, you're, you're, you're setting up, this is what our standards are. This is what our culture is. And hell yeah, you want to hear that bell, right? So, yeah. you know, they don't want to let anyone down either. You know, for me, what we do is each year we keep up in the ante with a percentage, right? Um, meaning the completion. So the idea is always, ultimately the goal is 100%, but realistically you gotta have a goal set first. And when we started this four years ago, we were, we, we said, I, I believe it was 72%. Can we get 72% of our jobs at completion at zero punch, right? We missed that mark that year. But we challenged ourselves to 73 the following year, we ended up getting 75 and that's where it just took off. Right. So each year we keep, and again, this is a collective talk. You know, I have an idea of what I want to challenge the team with, but I like to do things in that setting as a group. What are we all going to buy into and what are we going to strive to hit together? Because it, it takes all of us, not just one of us to right. actually accomplish this. Or, you know, as I say to the, the field agents, as, as we say in the field, you know, they're just is important as the project or Lee Carpenter, because what they do and don't do really affects ultimately the outcome with maintaining zero punch through the in-progress portion of a project. So, so we challenge each other. I, I should say I challenge them, but we like to challenge each other in that, in that respect. Oh, that's fantastic. So just a little bit of a devil's advocate here. How does the lead carpenter on the job site hear the bell? Do you guys like hold your phone up to it or something or? <laughs> <laughs> So pre-COVID, right, we got yeah. together uh, twice a month as, okay. as a, as a uh, production staff, right? I call it uh, our therapy session. That's what we okay. call it. And at that point, we acknowledge the zero punches that have completed up to there, and they would actually go up and ring the bell. Oh, okay. Uh, so now when we have zero punch, we do that um, a tactical meeting weekly, but it's via Zoom, right? Right. And when we do get it, I will get up from my chair, people will see, and then I'll just ring the bell when it's a zero punch. So everyone who's on that Zoom can can hear it at that point. And then okay. obviously whoever's in the office can hear it too. So yeah. Oh, okay. I got it. Good, good. Okay. So one, uh, you know, we're gonna wrap this up, Mike. This has been absolutely sensational. Some of the similar things that uh, Mike Barkhouse had talked about a, you know a few years ago, but different, a different view of it, a different tactic. And this just keeps reinforcing some of those things that um, that the industry as a whole is working on, I think. I think more and more people are working on this now as opposed to just accepting sort of the status quo. What would you encourage a business owner or a project manager or a production manager that might be listening in? What would you encourage them to do to kind of start down this road? How would you kind of say like, what would their first uh, thing to do be? And then, then we're going to uh, wrap up this part of the podcast. I would say right off the bat, keep it fun r right from the start. Um, it's, you know, it, it, zero punch or however everyone labels it, it can right. really, it can be a, a downer, right? Yeah. But if you keep it fun and then focus, if, if you're starting off, focus on one or two things that you know you can you can hit, right? Don't try to make it so challenging. You can't get it. So if it's, you know, if, if typically you have 10 things on a list, get it to eight, keep it simple like that. So then you keep working down what the normals are at the end of a project. And before you know it, you're going to be down to one or two or none of them, you know, but 
keeping it fun and then showing that, you know, that uh, achievement to the group. I, it's, it's empowering. That's all I can say. It's very empowering. Yeah. And Mike, I just wanted to, that's a, a very high note to end on, but did you get any uh, benefits that you did not intend to get? Like, let it be financial, let it be, you know, the ultimate teamwork coming together, but you set out for a goal, but did you have anything else that happened because well, of it? Absolutely. You know, from a production manager, right? You want to be on time, on budget with a satisfied client, right? So yeah. right off the bat, the client satisfaction is like our 1A, right? If they have a great experience, if the numbers don't quite jive, we're okay with that because we know ultimately what it will do for us. You know, the secondly is, again, if you minimize to almost, you know, eliminate coming back to a project, there's a financial, you know, uh, piggy bank at the end that you're not all of a sudden, it's just disappearing, right? Each time you go. So yeah, there's, you know, we knew what, if we did this right, that's why we made this our wig that one time. We knew if we did this, it would move the needle the most for us and what we consider is important and try to achieve. So yeah, so it, it's helped across the board. Awesome. So Mike, thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate it. On yeah, the show absolutely. Today. This has been absolutely incredible. And as Steve was talking there and you were talking, I was going like, oh, I got one more question. One more question. <laughs> one more question. I know I could but, go a while here. But we're gonna we're gonna uh, do that and maybe in another year or so we'll have somebody else on to talk about it and uh, get just a little more a little more insight, but it, it, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, seriously. And if you guys ever need anything, I'd love to come on again. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you, Mike. Thank Take you care. so much. Tim, this could honestly be a topic for every other episode if we could, because <laughs> this is so important. I mean, uh, you know, I think Michael Barkhouse's episode is one of my top three we've done and this one will definitely rank up there as well because man it's so important it's such a shift of uh the whole operation whole production yeah. team so just a couple of things that that really hit me the group part of it i you know i don't know if you heard it in my voice when mike was on you know just that group decision is so incredible and I've just seen so many companies try to push it down. You know, it's like, okay, the boss says, this is what we're going to do. Everybody goes, you're crazy. And just, I'm just impressed. I am super Im impressed with that. I love the milestone concept. The idea of uh, we do three or four quality, we do three or four punch lists, if you will. And they're set up at various, uh, various stages. Uh, the little victories, Again, that goes across the board for everything. Anytime you try to change something, if you just celebrate the small things that go along, you're going to eventually hit the big things. And exactly. I just have to say the bell. Wow. It's <laughs> you awesome. Know, I have heard this thing about the bell with sales because it's kind of a thing in the sales world. You know, yep. you, you, you get a sale, you ring the bell, right? But I've never been at this for a long time, folks. Never heard of anybody using it in production. And I think it is such an amazing, great thing. Yeah. And Tim, like to follow up on the little victories, you know, my brain goes back to the time, you know, the, the number of times where I maybe cut a piece of cabinet crown wrong on the second to last day. And then it's six weeks away. 
Yeah. So there's a, but that gets you clouded up. That's not what their mindset is. Their mindset is the 75%, the 73%, you know, it's, it's a practice over time that I think, you know, compounds. Yeah. And I think that was, I mean, there's so many things we could, like I said, we could just keep going on and on, but the idea of setting a realistic goal when you first start out, don't go for a hundred percent. Yeah. Go for that 72 or 75% of the jobs or, or even, you know, typically our lists are 30 things. Let's get them down to 15 and then let's get them down to 10. Then let's get them down to five. I think Mike Barkhouse had said it took them over a year to get from where they were to the zero punch. And, and Mike, this, this Mike, this guest is saying, you know, they've been working at it for four years and they just keep pushing that goal a little bit each year and they're achieving and and it's just it's just so what i encourage the production world out there don't give up on this don't think of this as the unicorn that does not exist this is the purebred stallion that wins the triple crown and they do exist yep (laughs) Okay. On that note, we want to thank Mike Valachek for joining us again. And we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, on The Tim Fowler Show, we're working hard to eliminate it is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.